So about 10 years ago, house hacking suddenly became the new way to describe what, you know, us older Gen Xers called just real estate investing. With prices going up again, are you in a position to house hack for yourself? Something's got to give to make this affordable, right? Well, there are lots of options, including a really new cool one for single moms. You got to hear about this one. Play that music. What is up, my how to buy a homies? How are my homies doing today? David Sedoni here with yet another edition of the How to Buy a Home podcast. And homies, today's topic of house hacking is one I get asked about all the time. Today, we're going to discuss several of the different options that you could use to house hack. All right, we're going to talk about all these different hacks. Buying a rental first, Airbnb options, individual house hacking with your own budget. We're going to talk about roommates and house hacking with them. And finally, there's this dope new single mom house hack that I read a a recent article in New York Times. You guys got to hear this. Jump right into it. The first hack we're going to tackle is buying a rental first. I hear this all the time. Most of the time, people say that they want to buy a rental first because they can't afford their mortgage in the area they're living. Many of you are very industrious researchers, and I'm stoked to have you here. And you've either listened to some of the other thousands of different podcasts out there that are focused on growing your wealth through real estate investing. Now, when I say thousands of others, I mean, yeah, there's a bunch of them, a lot of scams, a lot of people trying to sell you a workshop, a lot of people trying to show you them in their Lambo and on their private jet saying, be like me. They're all trying to talk to you about uh, real estate investing. And I believe in the heart of it, the philosophy, uh, but they're telling you to own multiple doors. That's the uh, real estate terminology. I get tons and tons of inquiries from people saying, dude, I I just can't do it, man. I rent for $2,000 in my metro expensive area, metro expensive area as opposed to a metro sexual area. That's, you know, where me and all my friends hang out. You know what I mean? But look, uh, I don't have a huge, uh, and then they'll say to me again, dude, I don't have a huge down payment. Uh, my, my, my area I live in is super expensive. I can't afford the down payment and I've been listening to, or I've been reading, or I heard from a friend that what I can do is I can buy a home someplace cheap. Like I heard about, you can do it outside of Cleveland for like $75,000. I could buy a home for $5,000 all in, and then I can rent it and make like 500 bucks a month. Gang, I wish I was making that up. That's a true story. I have had several, several clients, listeners, and friends. Yes, friends. My friends approached me with that idea. So first, let me burst your bubble on the whole too good to be true thing. Truth bomb time. If you could make $500 a month on a $5,000 investment, that would be a $6,000 annual return on that investment. Gang, that's 120% return on your investment. Now, if you're out there looking at other things, uh, the rule of thumbs, what, 6 to 8% is a nice solid return on the stock market. This is 
What baffles me about this one is that the same people who come up with this or they hear this and they bring it to me, they're the same people who say to me, man, there's no way that I can afford to buy in my neighborhood. And even if I could, I couldn't afford the new higher mortgage payment. You know why? Because all these stupid corporations are swooping in and buying up all the homes and then they just want to rent them out. And they've made it totally unaffordable for just regular people like me. Okay, guy, uh, by that logic, that means what you're saying is that corporations who understand leveraging their liquid cash better than anybody else out there, that instead of doing your little plan where they could leverage $5,000 to make $6,000 a year, 120% return, instead what they're doing is they're going out and buying homes cash. Now, do you think that little old you who's just spent a few hours online is uh, beating them to the punch on this killer secret deal that nobody knows about? Brah, it ain't real. Okay, so that's just bursting that bubble. But I understand that a lot of people who can't necessarily afford where they want to buy, they think, I'm going to get in on this equity right away. And I'm either going to do it through an Airbnb or I'm going to do it uh, through buying my own place first someplace else. Maybe they're they're not, you know, completely insane and think they're going to make 120%. Okay, let's talk about that. This is the house hack of the more traditional and reasonable rental first. Uh, maybe it's something that you would buy something first while you're still renting and you would either rent it annually in the normal way or, you know, perhaps do it as an Airbnb. This is not that harebrained 120% idea. Uh, but still, this, this house hack idea is often presented to me for people renting two to $3,000 a month. But if they bought in their expensive metro area at 5% down, that means that their mortgage, well, now their payment jumps to $4,000 a month. So they look into buying elsewhere first, someplace a little cheaper. Uh, I have talked about this before on the podcast, and you guys know whenever it comes to getting creative with you and your wealth, I, I'm never just going to give you a one-size-fits-all answer. I can't do that. It's just I don't feel ethical about it. I don't feel good about it. Not to mention, it's just plain wrong. But what happens with this hack is the problem is many of you reach out to me with this idea that it was given to you by someone else. And it comes from that other source who is straight up giving you one-size-fits-all advice to all people everywhere who live someplace expensive. They're giving you this one-size-fits-all advice. I believe that if you plan to own, let's say, less than five rental homes in your lifetime, for, for most of you, Buying a rental home first instead of exploring all your creative options to stop paying your own rent as soon as possible. Mathematically, buying your own house is going to be the far better option. And I'm talking, even if you think you're going to own two, three, or four places, mathematically, your best option is to figure out a way to buy your house first and then rent that out and buy another house. That's just a quick side hack, all right? I could do an entire podcast on all the figures and the facts and the math behind this. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I have talked about this before on another podcast, but what I want to do today is I want to focus on what I consider to be the doable house hacks. So I'm just going to scratch the surface on this one 
uh, give you some basic information on this house hack uh, and give you some answers and then we'll move on to the other ones. Okay, so where you live is too expensive, your mortgage is gonna be too high. So let's say you have $25,000 to buy a home and you pay $2,000 a month right now, but you can't do that in your area, all right? You could buy a $400,000 home in your area for about $32,000, so you're almost there with your down payment, but that's that'll be 5% down, but the new payment's gonna be 3,000 and you're only paying 2,000 a month and that's too much of a stretch for you. So you start checking out all these other podcasts and articles online and you figure out that if with a, you go to your handy dandy trusty mortgage calculator, by the way, please go back and listen to that episode if you haven't, uh, and you figure out that you can buy a $200,000 home someplace out of town, someplace cheaper, for 5% down, and you've already got that whole 5% down for that, and it'll cost you about $1,600 a month. But then you keep looking around, you figure out, ooh, I can rent it for $1,800 a month, or I could Airbnb it for like $2,500 a month during the peak seasons, or if I rent it uh, weekly, because that's the area that I'm looking at where I can get that extra money. Okay, three major flaws with this plan. I'll go through the flaws, and then we'll get to the house hacks that actually work. All right, number one, if you make $200 a month profit in regular rental, the way that works is that's only $2,400 a year. And if you're trying to, if you're saying to me, well, I'm going to get the appreciation, eh, it's going to take you about five to 10 years before you start to see any real money on that appreciation. And if you go the Airbnb route, you are definitely going to have some vacant times. And gang, those vacant times aren't free. Vacancy rates. I say again, vacancy rates, vacancy rates, vacancy rates. They have to be calculated in any real estate investing. And that's what this is. It's not a house act. This is real estate investing. Okay. Whether uh, either option, whichever one, whether uh, you're, you're looking to Airbnb or you're looking to do a long-term rental, most of the time during the year, you're going to be looking at maybe 30 or 60 days of no tenants, especially with Airbnb, which can be very, very common to have that much time empty. And that is going to wipe out your entire year's profit and you're going to be in the red real quick. Second thing about this, an Airbnb and uh, any short-term rentals in general, VRBO, all of them, they have gone through some massive changes. I'm recording this in 2023, so the past few years post-pandemic, lots of rules and regulations have happened. And the thing is, if you calculate your future based on what they do today, there's no way to guarantee that they're going to bring in that steady cash flow due to higher fees from the companies that you use to do this. Uh, not to mention, there's going to be uh, many cities where the hotels are beating down the local cities and city councils to make it super expensive to run VRBO or Airbnb in your area, or maybe just make it illegal completely. That's happened where I live in Southern California in many cities. And the cities and the Airbnb folks, they're fighting all the time. The deal is taxes make the city run. Tourism make the cities money. And the cities have to get their taxes from somewhere, and most of the time that's the big hotels. And the city they're getting lobbied by the hotel people and they're working, the hotel people are working with the city councils to ban the short-term rental periods with tons of regulations that make them not profitable or ban them altogether. 
So yes, a lot of people have made a lot of money off Airbnbs in the last few years, but I don't know if it's going to be here forever and definitely not in the same way that it is right now. They're already raising their rates to their people right now. And number three, third thing about this, if you make three or $500 a month, great. You make that on a rental. Sounds like you scored. You did something great. Well, you're doing that because it's cheaper and you're not able to buy where you live. Okay. So let's say right now you're making three to 500 a month. You're going to make 3,600 to $5,000 a year. Well, there are two things that happen with this. Number one, uh, you're trying to save for a house for you to buy for yourself, but you've already eaten up all your savings because that's what you needed for the down payment on this house. And until you buy, yes, you're making $3,600, $5,000 a year, but you're tossing away $24,000 a year if you're paying just $2,000 a month in rent. Gang, a home is a forced savings account. Forced savings account. One of the best things I ever heard when I got started in real estate. You best know all of your numbers inside and out, including all the things that you need to understand if you're going to buy a home for somebody else to live in before you actually buy a home that becomes a forced savings account and that takes away your rent payment. You better understand uh, long-term projections, market conditions, rent increases, vacancy rates, loan program options for various investors versus single-family primary occupancy. Don't make me keep saying all these fancy real estate terms. Gang, I do want you to know I love the fact that you, your buddy, your friend, or your uncle, they made a spreadsheet and uh, they're super excited about it, but you have to know it is crazy, crazy thin unless you've done this several times and it's setting you up for a big fat fail. Now, I tell you this because I really want to look out for you. And although I am an old man, Drink, uh, who is looking out for you with years and years of professional and well, as well as personal, personal actual experience in this for myself and for my clients, I have been in this game and I have seen what can happen and I also understand that it's a lot more than what you just throw together on a, on a spreadsheet. I've invested and guided on investments since before many of you could pronounce the word investment. I am old. Drink again. If you're a new listener, uh, you're very confused. But if you're uh, a homie, you guys know I am, I am not the person that's uh, up here saying, oh, these dumb whippersnappers. I am so down with anybody that has a younger alternative way to build wealth. That's actually why I'm doing this podcast. Uh, I just have the old man drank experience to know what's going to work for most of you and what is yet another get rich quick scam. And how do I know that? Because I've seen all these different scams in several different versions all the way back from 2000s, the early, early 2000s. I've seen stuff when things were going up and stuff when things were going down. And what you need to concentrate on and, and what I highly recommend to people is, unless you've done this multiple, multiple times, make sure the person who's guiding you has. And some of the people who aren't investors, but just the people who are going to help you out, I'm telling you, they're, they're untrained. If you're not even buying an investment home, 
there are tons of untrained, horrible real estate agents out there. Uh, you know, this and what I'm doing right now is not an old man whining. It's an old man going, dudes, this is BS. Let's fix this. I truly believe that the entire real estate industry is corrupt. And I know there is a better way. And many of my listeners have actually found that out through the Unicorn Nation. Uh, actually, there are tons of better ways for first-time homebuyers to beat the real estate mafia, all right? And I'm sure that my ways will beat all the other hack ideas from the people who just started playing this game for a year or two. I have some sick inside knowledge, and I truth bomb it here for our revolution. Okay, so let's get to the positive. In fact, our next house hack is something that I wish I would have done. Damn it, Doc Brown, if he just could have lightened my ass in that DeLorean back to 1994, I would be stinking rich. Because back then, I was in the sweet spot. 24 years old, making decent money. Could have bought a house, all right? I would spend a couple of days a week back then in 1994, 95, 96, and way too long at my buddy's freaking frat house, <laughs> which was an apartment that they rented on Green Street in Huntington Beach. My friends rented this place and it became the ultimate party house. It's actually where jello shots were perfected to an art form. I, I believe still that to this day, I could still produce a perfect jello shot because it depends it's the precise amount of jello and Knox gelatin that's the secret uh and then i can even use really really cheap costco vodka because that's how i learned how to do them this place <laughs> was such an awesome party place that eventually uh we even just stopped calling people to invite them over for, for monday night football people just came over it was like field of dreams you build it and they just showed up uh, over the years, I had five or six different friends that lived there. Now, here's the hack. Either I could have bought a place myself somewhere down there in Huntington. No need to have it be sparkling or a really awesome place because all my friends, my OC crew, these dudes were all in their 20s. <laughs> Bam! Any house is a house hack when nobody cares. <laughs> their pool of rent would have paid the mortgage and I could have been a homeowner. Or perhaps we could have found one of the guy's parents to work with me to split the down payment and share the equity. Now, I get it. Maybe this, this uh, house hack sounds a little too fratty for you and your good taste. Um, first of all, uh, I commend you. But um, what if you have some siblings or BFFs in the same town? Have you ever thought about that? How many people within a 10-mile radius do you know that you could stand to live with, and you're all paying full rents. Something I don't think a lot of people think about. Now, it doesn't have to be a frat house like we had on Green, but maybe just getting one or two people could be something that you could do so one of you could be a property owner. And, and I know a lot of you are thinking, well, you know what, I can't do that right now. What if the down payment's too much? Um, I, I, it's not something that we're going to be able to afford at this time. Okay, well, here's what I'm trying to tell you about this house hack. A house hack doesn't begin like instantly. Should you begin thinking about this house hack? You know, is there a reason for you to ignore this house hack? I really don't think so. Because often in life, longer plans, like one to five year plans, they might get 
shifted several different times. So what if you're out there and you're just planning to save for your own home? Maybe if you listen to a bunch of podcasts, you feel good about it. Well, let's say you make a three-year plan to buy a place with, you know, instead of just you doing it solo, what if you did it with the options of going solo or perhaps using these roomy house hacks as another alternative for you? Bottom line is, the planning and the saving is going to be the same. But in six months, nine months, 12 months, maybe you're going to have options, options you didn't think about, didn't know about. The market changes, interest rates change. You get a bump, you get a bonus, you lose money, you make money. Well, if you're planning for a couple different ways, including a house hack, you might be able to make this happen sooner than you think. Maybe you could have all the down payment for a house hack in just a few months, but then the payment's too much. Well, if you plan for all the options, then maybe you'll be able to find something else. Maybe next year, your landlord's going to raise your rent, jack it up 25%. So maybe you're going to have to find a way to move quicker than you originally wanted to by using the house hack of a roomie or two and having them supplement the higher payment until it's comfy for you to go ahead and make that higher payment solo. Now, you won't know that this could be a plan for you unless you start your planning today. And you need to start it with a Unicorn Pro, some old dude like me, drink again, or take a jello shot, who is going to have all the options laid out for you. Okay, now, speaking of the old uh, plans changing scenario, um, this is one that I see plans change all the time. This next house hack is multifamily duplexes. People come to me all the time uh, asking about duplex, triplex, fourplex. They love that house hack idea. And once again, old man Sedoni, drank jello shot, uh, is going to give you some of my sage wisdom. Everyone who tells you about the multifamily purchasing of a home for yourself as your first primary residence has no idea what they're talking about. For reals. <laughs> not because they're clueless or ignorant or uninformed. No, because they're not you. They don't have any idea what they're talking about for you. They maybe bought a multifamily home, but they didn't buy it with your finances. And most importantly, they didn't buy it in your area. There is such a regional factor when it comes to buying a multifamily home that nobody can give you any advice on this topic unless they are an experienced real estate badass unicorn professional in the area that you want to buy. I cannot tell you how many times that people plan and plan and plan and plan to buy a, a duplex because that's what their brother did. And when they finally ask a pro, they find out that there are like three duplexes in the 30 miles that you would want to buy a home. And they all start at eight or $900,000. The only way to know if this house hack is a house hack that can truly work for you is if you listen to episode 164, find a unicorn team, and then if you're thinking about house hacking, now you have two shoots and ladders game boards for yourself. Episode 164, you got to hear it. All right, you're going to have one game board that you're working with the unicorn to make sure that you avoid all the shoots and catch all the ladders going up. One game board is going to be for a condo or a single family solo purchase for yourself. And the other one, in this case, would be for a multifamily. 
You can do the same thing if you're going one for solo or one for roommates. And one of the things that I've learned at this point is I guarantee you're not going to be able to do this on your own without the proper guidance. You're not going to be able to see that you've got two or three game boards in front of you, but where you are on each game board is in a very different place. Ooh, I don't know what, if you understand what that means, gang, uh, but I'm talking right now and I just realized myself, ooh, that's a good one. Go back and listen to 164 because that was gold, all right? If you are planning, don't just plan for one, plan for a few, get multiple boards in front of you and you will know with the guidance of a professional that your pieces are in different places on each board. Ooh, that's good. And you know what? While you're back there checking out the library episodes, there's some good house hacking tips in the interview episodes. A lot of the interview people did some house hacks. Uh, as a matter of fact, just a couple episodes ago, episode 186 was Dr. John and his husband, Richard, in Reno. Now, Dr. John came to me first, uh, and he was thinking that for sure he was going to get a multifamily. It was the right thing for him to purchase in his area. Well, after talking to their unicorn, they discovered that wasn't going to happen for them. But he and Richard did find a place with a finished basement and a completely separate entrance. Now, not only would they have not seen this home if they had just been looking at do, try, and fourplexes, but they also would have missed out on this killer discovery. Um, they figured out that they could buy the place, live in that basement that they were going to rent out, and go full rehab upstairs on the general living area, turn it into exactly what they wanted for their dream home. Now, by the time they move upstairs, when I did the interview, they were actually still in the basement. <laughs> but by the time that they do move upstairs, that basement downstairs with the separate entrance, that's going to be exactly what they were looking for in a duplex, a triplex, or a fourplex. And they can hack the hell out of that basement. Okay, this hack I'm really excited to bring to you. This hits home in so many different ways. I just saw this story in the New York Times, and it was the actually the inspiration for this entire house hack episode. It's uh, single moms making mom units. Yeah, single moms are beating the unaffordability of home ownership by purchasing a home together, creating what they call mom units. I'll put the link in the show notes, but here's some of my favorite snippets from the story. Uh, nearly 80% of single fam fam parent families in the United States are headed by single mothers. 80% of single parent families in the United States are headed by mothers, uh, according to the United States Census Bureau. Um, and it has shown, according to their research, that these 80% of these single family parent units, they're far more likely to experience poverty, psychological distress, low self-esteem, and a lack of emotional support. So all over the world, women are joining forces under one roof, sharing the load of child care and household bills through the age-old power of sisterhood. That's what it says in the thing. That wasn't me, gang. One mom said this, quote, we were told it takes a village, but it's not always there. And single moms especially are juggling rising costs of living and reduced child care options. This is part of the larger trend of parents stretching traditional boundaries of what the family is and taking matters into their own hands to find creative solutions, unquote. I love it. 
house hacking. Another mom said, we want our kids to be safe. We want the support that we all deserve as humans. The economic linchpin of that is real estate. The most logical thing in the world is to share, unquote. <laughs> now, uh, I think they found this article or they started this article because there was a TikTok post with over a million views with a mom telling her story. Uh, she, she talked about one day uh, in the in the TikTok video, she came downstairs with a headache, a sore throat, and her body ached all over. And the other women in the house, well, they cooked her some homemade soup and cookies and they took care of the kids and they got them to a nearby park so that she could rest. It was a support system like no other, she said. She said, I should have moved into a mom a long time ago. So this is a killer idea. But how do the people do it? Well, two of the moms in the article, they actually bought a pretty darn expensive place in the D.C. suburb of Tacoma Park, Maryland. They evenly split an $835,000 fourplex. So you're thinking... Oh my God, well, we can't do that. Well, okay, a lot of single moms I know out there can afford the average home in America. Right now, that's at $400,000. So kick together, get a fourplex. The cool thing is they said in the article that the home was colorful and chaotic with artwork and photography and knickknacks and furniture and obviously got to be some killer toy rooms in there. And since then, they bought a second three-unit building nearby and the goal there is to rent it out to other single parents who are having problems and maybe aren't in a position to buy yet. Uh, in the article, they said, quote, you can do it anywhere. It's not gendered. It's not political. It's literally taking the existing structure and using it to your advantage, unquote. Wow. Uh, you know what? That is, that quote could be how to buy a home. <laughs> it's not gendered. It's not political. It's literally taking the existing structure and using it to your advantage. That is my marketing for the next 10 years. That's all how to buy a home is. Start a revolution. <laughs> I love that. Okay, another mom said, quote, when I had to leave my husband, all I could think about was how I had to figure out how to do everything on my own. Buy a house on my own, pay my bills on my own, raise my children on my own. And I never thought about finding another single mother to live with to do it together. We just actually kind of fell into it. But now it's like, why isn't it more common for us to join forces, unquote? Again, I'll put the link in the notes, uh, but you get the general idea. Um, so gang, we know what's happening in the housing market. Maybe you're going to have to get creative like this. Look, homies, the crash ain't coming. Say it with me now. Why isn't the crash coming? Because... <gasps> Low inventory. So, people, it's time to start a guided plan. A guided plan. I am sure that your researching powers are on point and you have mad skills investigating things to death. But let's keep in mind, who's the super nerd with two thumbs that gets 10 emails a day from real estate publication, reads them all, and when he finds a good one like the momunes, sends it to you. <gasps> this guy. Yeah. You need a pro. You need a unicorn guide. One to two years out because you're going to need all the help that you can get in your planning so you can find creative solutions to get you into this unaffordable market. Because I believe, though, though it's going to feel wildly unaffordable, the unaffordability and the fear of that, what's worse than that is that 
I believe that many of you can't afford to rent for five to 10 years, (laughs) like I did in my 20s, and then blow your chance at financial stability. All right, I've got one more big house hack for you, but I would like to ask if anybody who's new, if you got any juicy nuggets out of this, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You'll get notifications right to your phone. Gang, mostly share the podcast with your friends. We want to keep this revolution going. And if you need a unicorn, go to howtobuyahome.com and ask for one. Or just ask a question. We'll answer those too. Uh, There's more bite-sized nuggets. Uh, on Instagram and YouTube. So make sure if you're not following, check that stuff out too. You know, if you like your old man truth bombs in those short attention span sizes, uh, you can find them right there. Drink, I said old, or jello shot. Okay, the last house hack. It's you. It's you, baby. Wow, am I getting cheesy today. Uh, Gang, you know I'm here for you, and I really believe in this. Hack your budget. Hack your savings. But most importantly, you need to hack your mind. I know a lot of you out there are listening to this and and you're excited and you're here for facts and figures and all that, but I want to mess with your mind a little bit right now. Stop thinking like a renter. This isn't a someday idea. This is an idea that's going to happen for you because you're still here. You're listening. You're probably a lot closer than you think you are. But if you don't check, you're never going to find out. So in the meantime, change your mindset. Listen to the interviews. Hack your brain. (laughs) All of the interviews out there, almost all of them say that it was easier than they thought once they got the right guide. And they figured out they were a lot closer than they thought they were. The hack is you, gang. Hack yourself. You can do this.